This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I'm delighted once again to be back at Troy Public Library's main branch with Carol Roberts, the head of Young People Services. Carol, welcome back. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you. So I see we're starting off the year with a couple interesting books. What do you have for us this time? Oh, the first book I want to talk about is a young adult book. It's called The Scarlet Veil. It's written by Shelby Mahern. And um, this, this book is a great read. It's got a strong female lead. She's a warrior named Sally, and she's one of the Chasseur, uh, which is a group of Beltaran hunters who protect the community from witches and other creatures. Um, but in the story, bodies are turning up with an alarming frequency, and it, they appear seemingly unharmed um, when they're found, except that they have two puncture marks on the neck and um, are completely bloodless. And there is a vampire preying on citizens, and it's up to her to stop them. The writing's really good. It's fast-paced. It's a romantic fantasy. Um, she's, uh, her fiancé is the captain of, um, of all of the um, witch hunters, and it's, it's a great read. Um, I highly recommend it. And you said she's a Belteran? Belteran, yes. Um, the people from Belterra. So she's a Belteran witch hunter. So this is set on Earth. It's not a... Uh, space thing. No, it's not a space thing. Okay. That sounds great. It looks like quite the read, though. How many pages is that? Uh, it's a chunky book. Um, ooh, it's um, almost 600 pages. So. Okay, but it's space. It's good. It's good. And it's good spacing between the lines. It's not quite as scary as it might be. Okay, great. And your next book? The next book I have is also a young adult book. This is called All These Sunken Souls, a Black Horror Anthology, and it's edited by Circe Moskowitz. And these are um, stories with black protagonists written by black authors. And so um, what I like about this is that it's a modern take on a lot of the classic horror tropes um, that we've, we know, um, for example, um, you know, the old Bloody Mary, um, the old Bloody Mary theme where if you're at a sleepover and you say her name three times, she'll appear and steal your soul. Um, you don't recall that one? No, you're saying this is an old trope, which I've never heard of. Oh, yeah, the old Bloody Mary trope. And then um, there's also a story. Um, this is the one that got me, though. There's one about, um, it's a babysitter, and she collects teeth from, from her human subjects. So the, the kids that she's babysitting, um, and she gets money from this doctor for, for human teeth. But children's teeth are worth more. So sort of an evil tooth fairy. Very much so, yes, exactly. I like the one of the blurbs on the back says, All these sunken souls breathes monstrous new life into the withered, desiccated husks of the familiar horror tropes. Yeah, it's spooky. Not something you'd want to read alone at night. Okay, so it, and you know, you can combine that with watching Get Out. Yes, that too. Okay, and then the next one has a question I've often wondered about. 
Why Do Elephants Have Big Ears? Written by Steve Jenkins and Robin Page. And like most Steve Jenkins um, books, um, there are larger-than-life illustrations, um, which is really what makes his book so fun. And um, they're small bits of information which are really easy to digest, so it, it will hold children's interests. Um, one of the things I learned, um, why are polar bears white? And I didn't know this, but that's so that obviously, I mean, they blend in with the snow, but the reason that they're white is because their, their fur is actually clear. And it's the way the light um, plays off or is filtered through the hairs that makes it appear white, um, which I just found fascinating. Plus, though, it has the added advantage in that it allows sunlight to penetrate the bear's skin, which is actually black. Who knew? The illustrations are really nice. There's one page or two pages per story. They have a, the big question, and then, like, why do flamingos stand on one leg? We have a large picture of the bottom half of a flamingo, but on each page with all the different animals, they also seem to have a silhouette of a human showing the size of the animal, a silhouette of the animal showing the relative size, which is nice because the uh, pictures are large, so it's good to have some sense of perspective. Yes, um, and also what I love is the back matter. Um, so for every animal, um, there's more information for kids, um, and they're easy to spot, and there's also a picture, um, so you can easily find um, the subject that you're interested in, and there's more things to learn here, so I gotta love a nonfiction kids book with back matter. It's also a nice combination of things that we may be familiar with, like fox and zebra we've seen pictures of, but then it also has giant squid, mole rats, the eye-eye wombat. So a nice, interesting selection of animals to answer questions about. Maybe questions you didn't know you had. Right. And this is also um, for age, I want to say for ages four and eight. So really, this is what we call an informational picture book. Even though it's nonfiction, it's, it's um, pictures with uh, facts. Very cool pictures. Thank you. That's great. Okay. And next. The next is a picture book called Masala Chai, and Fast and Slow, and this is written by Rajani LaRocca, and it's illustrated by Neha Rawat. And this is an intergenerational tale about a young boy, his name's Arav, and his grandfather, whom he calls Thada. And Together, they have this shared ritual of, of making chai together. Um, and this, this ensues, um, we learn a little bit about the relationship between the two, and of course, the boy is young and fast, and the grandfather's a little slower, but wise. Um, and then at one point, the grandfather has an accident, and so Arav has to figure out how to make chai on his own. And most listeners know chai is sort of a spicy tea in India. Yes, and very popular here as well. And I guarantee that after you read this book, you're going to want to go out and buy yourself some chai, which is exactly what I did yesterday. <laughs> and it includes a recipe in the back for making chai. Um, but I guess the point of the story is really that the boy um, 
has has several attempts to try to make it like his grandfather's, but he's frustrated until he remembers his grandfather's advice, which is to slow things down. And so remembering that, um, he employs those, he employs that idea, and then he's successful. And so they all share in the chai at the end. So this is a lovely story. And the drawings are nice. They're, uh, it shows the boy and, and the grandfather? Yes. Uh, sometimes they're outside or in the kitchen. Sometimes it's showing uh, the boy jumping into his pants on two legs at a time. Uh, so it's, it's pretty colorful, simple drawings, but lovely. Yes, and don't forget there's a recipe in the back um, so you can make your own should you choose. I think I know what you'll be doing tonight, Carol. Um, I don't know if I would make my own chai because uh, you can easily find it so many places, but maybe, uh, maybe sometime. Okay, so those books again were The Scarlet Veil, All These Sunken Souls, stories of, of black horror stories, anthology of black horror stories, Why Do Elephants Have Big Ears, and Masala Chai. Fast and Slow. Machalis. Let me try that again. Easy for me to say. Masala chai, fast and slow. Thanks a lot, Carol. So good to have you back. Thanks, Bria. Good to see you. And this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.